Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. My guest today is Diana Dixon. Before we get to Diana, here are a few announcements. First and foremost, the website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there. You can see articles that I've written. You can see guests' uh, photos. You can see links to all the guests' social media. You can see links to our social media, and that is, of course, Instagram, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. There are links to our Facebook page. There are links to Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe to this show for free. And as always, I'm going to ask you to please give us a good rating if you are on those platforms. And uh, that boosts our presence there, and that helps more people find the show, and that's a cool thing to do. We're also on Spotify, so if any of you get your podcast through Spotify, give us a good rating there, too. I'd appreciate it. You think you'd be right for the show? You know anybody else who'd be right for the show? Maybe you want to advertise on the show. Maybe you'd like to just write in and tell me some nice things. You can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, Diana Dixon, I've known for a number of years. She's a good friend. She's also my neighbor who keeps my plants alive while I'm gone and picks up the mail, which is a, a good neighbor to have if you travel as much as I do. And yes, I can keep plants alive, but I couldn't do it without help from friends like Diana, who stop in periodically to water my plants and make sure things aren't stolen or there's not some vagrant squatting in my apartment. Diana runs her own production company that does promos for TV networks and some original content. She loves to travel. She's been to a lot of places. And I knew she'd be a good guest to have on the show. So it was great to have her. And I hope you all enjoy my conversation with Diana Dixon. Diana Dixon, you make commercials, but they're not commercials. You make promos. shows, but they're not shows. Promos. Okay. Yes. Explain what that is to the people. So I own a creative agency, and I used to work on the TV network side and then went, went to the dark side and started my own company. As the dark say. side? Yeah, the vendor side. Used Why to- is that the dark side? Uh, I've never heard networks <laughs> being the nice guys. No, they're very nice. They give me lots of work. Okay, so I know. You I can't say anything. I can, though. <laughs> But I used to work at TV networks and worked at, I actually used to work at Travel Channel when it was part of Discovery. So hence, I have a huge passion in the travel arena. What did you do at the Travel Channel? Marketing and promotions. Okay. On any particular <laughs> shows? Did you get to go and see the productions or shoot or anything? Yeah, actually. Uh, well, you know, my friend Mark DiCarlo that you've met. Yes. I used TV to mark, host Mark DiCarlo. Yeah, I used formerly to. Formerly of studs. <laughs> yeah. He'll never live that down. He's got to hate that, right? It's always, are you the studs guy? He's like, son of a bitch. That was 25 years ago. Leave me alone. Uh, he's he's actually involved in a lot of amazing projects and, and things. And um, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yes. the movie. Yeah, he's a nice man. Yeah, he's t- he's fantastic. So he used to be the host of Taste of America, which I promoted. Okay. And I'm from Wisconsin, and he's from Chicago, like you. Yes. So we bonded about, yay, Midwest. And, yay. And uh, stayed 
stayed friends all of these years too. So I'm really good friends with his wife, Yenny, as well. But uh, that was one of the shows that I ended up promoting. Uh, what else did I promote? It's been a while. Stranded with Cash Peter. I don't know that one. Well, he would get stranded in the middle of somewhere. He with like no money or no, <laughs> no money. Had to okay. figure out how to, how to survive. Um, yeah, so it was fun. I, I mean, there were lots of different specials that we promoted as well, and it was fantastic. I mean, I love travel, and I've been wanting to travel and see the world since I was a little girl. I grew up in. Nowheresville, Wisconsin, um, and never got to go. My, my family didn't have a lot of money, so we did, um, where we went to the cottage that went up north. The cabin. Everybody's the got cabin. a cabin. Yeah. Up, I know. Okay, tell me the name of the town you're from. I'm from Edgerton, Wisconsin. Edgerton, mm-hmm. which is near Janesville? Is that Janesville there? and Madison. Okay. Yeah. Madison's a cool town. Madison's fun. Yeah. I, I went to college there. Oh, yes. Of course you that did. That town. Yep. I always tell people if I was going to stay in the Midwest and I had to do it all over again, I would have gone to Madison. Ah, uh, yeah, it was it voted a, the number one place to live when I was living there. It's a beautiful so. campus, and also I was surprised how many people from the East Coast go there. Yes, is that where you met your first Jewish person? <laughs> a lot of people go to Wisconsin. My no. Jewish friends who went there said <laughs> I met so many people who like never met a Jew before in their life, and I was like, "Well, take a picture of me." I say, I've met them before. <laughs> I watched Seinfeld. <laughs> Actually, I think we have some family ancestry. What? I have a, a great grandma, Anna, Anna Siegel. Come on. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. What? what? <laughs> so, okay. So, other than like going up north to the cat, where north was the cabin? Um, that was in the Long Lake area in a, in a small town called Serona. Is that by so Hayward? Still have it, actually. Is that way right, up there? Yes, right by Hayward. <laughs> don't tell me I don't know Wisconsin. By Larry the Cable Guy has a cabin up Does there, Does he too. have one? Yeah. Oh, I used to go to summer camp up there. I told you. Well, I went up by uh, Manaqua. That's right. That's up by right. the Flambeau Flowage up there, yeah? Oh. Uh, They've got some good summer Craig's. camps. You betcha. Oh, yeah. How early in your life did you start drinking? Was it <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin style, like 10 did you go to the fish fry? Did you do all yes, that? Yes, we did the fish fry. Of course, you did the Friday fish fry. Well, in Wisconsin, you can legally drink at a restaurant when you're... Well, I don't know if it's changed, but when I was growing up, you could legally drink at a restaurant if your pa- we were with your parents. They could order you a drink. At any age? Well, at least... <laughs> Well, like I remember being around 12 or something. That's a, yeah. Oh, God, I love and that And so part. we would always have, after Friday fish, for dessert, we would have Brandy Alexander's, which is wow, an ice cream drink. get your kids drunk. Yes. I love it. So it was like a dessert drink, so we were allowed. Oh, sure. And I think we grew up with that culture in Wisconsin, too, where for me, my family always said, if you want to have a glass of wine or have something like have it here with us, I wasn't out drinking with my friends or getting in trouble that way, but it was more if no, I wanted it, well, I you could were have like, it. You were like straight A good kid. I was a good kid. Yeah, right. Followed the rules. Um, so. You've probably been to more places in Wisconsin than I have. Like, I may I have. I look at the map and I go, oh my God, I played there, 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 there. We did a lot of going to the cabin and coming sure. back and going to the cabin and coming back. So when did you get a, this idea that there was a bigger world out there? What was your first... Well, when, when were your eyes opened? When I was little, um, I was probably maybe around seven. My aunt uh, and her husband came back. My mom's sister, my Aunt Rosie, came back from Australia after living and um, living and going to school abroad in Australia in Sydney. So I heard about this other world that existed outside of my little purview of Wisconsin. 
And I remember her just um, sharing some of her stories and experiences. And I was like, I need to travel and see the world and see what else is out there. And uh, ironically, I've traveled all over the world, but I have not been to Australia yet. That's amazing to me. I know, I'm surprised you haven't. They probably could, you could drum up some business there, I would think. Yeah, I probably could, and I probably should, so I got to get on that. (laughs) It's far. It is far. Um, So you were probably young when you heard all that. Yeah, yeah. I was, like I said, I was probably around seven, and then I actually had a really great um, Spanish teacher in high school, too. Who he was actually See? Greek? Yes, he was Greek, Mister. Your Greek Spanish teacher, <laughs> Mister Papalopoulos, Mister Papalios, Senor Papalopoulos. Who he would always have these um, kind of culture events where we'd bring in different foods from all over the con- all all over the world and just learn about different places. So he would always try to bring the rest of the world to us, which I really appreciated being in a you know really small town and. I was also president of the AFS um, exchange group, which I don't know if you've ever heard of AFS. It's like a, basically a study abroad program. Okay. Exchange. So I was president. but Of course you were. Yes. But my parents never would let me go live abroad. No. <laughs> so when was your first trip abroad? Um, that was in college, actually. Okay. I went to Italy. Uh, you think I would start with going to like Canada or Mexico since it's close by, but my first yeah, trip... Yeah, Canada, you could throw a rock to. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But that's not much of a culture shock. It, it's, I mean, Wisconsin's I feel, basically Canada I, South. I, I kind of feel like <laughs> yeah. that sometimes. I feel like my... Oh, wow, culture, we're drinking a different beer around the lake. <laughs> our culture and our accent are probably more closely oh, yeah. related. Oh, yeah, you betcha, yeah, yeah, you betcha. We're going to go on a boat ride. Oh, and, we're going on a boat and we're... Can't forget our bags. We're going to case... so yeah I actually um going back though I I wanted to say yeah I never got to go like live abroad study abroad like I wanted to so in college my friend uh Roxanne DeLuna oh great name yes Roxanne DeLuna she had some friends they were that she knew who were professors they taught English in Bologna but before that they had taught Italian in Madison and she said, hey, I have a buddy pass. We were talking about air miles and tricks and everything. This was a time when airlines would give you buddy passes. So I had a free trip to go with her to Bologna and stay a couple of weeks for free at her friend's place. And that was my first international experience. And I had the most amazing time. And it was really transformative for me. It was like my own rite of passage. Yours was in Wisconsin. Mine was yeah. <laughs> Italy. Well, what do you think? It, yeah. Sometimes you have to see a different way of living before you believe it. It's doable. It shifted in a lot of ways. And where to even begin? Because one, we didn't go and do the tourist thing. We ended up, we were staying with people who were really you were from, locals. Yeah, we were locals. Yeah. We were living like locals for a couple of weeks and staying with them. One thing that I really came back amazed with, that they didn't eat dinner in front of the TV. Oh, Yeah. Like we do here in the states, they actually um, would have, and it wasn't just because we were there visiting. Every night they would rotate who was having dinner party at their house through their group of friends. So they wouldn't go out to restaurants necessarily, but they would cook these amazing home cooked meals, which were delicious and of fantastic, course. of course, and have great conversations and just really enjoy each other's company. And it wasn't about like working late or eating in front of the TV. 
And again, it wasn't just because we were there visiting. This was their normal life that we just got to jump into and be a part of. So every right. night we went to a different house and had an amazing meal with great wine and great conversation. And I came back thinking, this is really important and I need to carry this on in my life. And um, so I stopped watching TV while I ate for a while. But, you know. <laughs> I still don't. I mean, yeah. No, I get it. That it was is much more about like food shouldn't be rushed through, and it should be shared. It should be shared. It's it's a communal thing, mm-hmm. and when it's good, it should take some time. You know, it shouldn't be you know wolf down. So I love that that aspect of actual connection because in, mm-hmm. in the states, I think we're so busy rushing, 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 we forget to like slow down and connect and have that moment and have that energy to do that too. Um, and maybe the Europeans have something where they don't expend as much energy and they take the time yeah. to smell the roses and enjoy each other's company. I'm, you know, maybe they're working smarter and not harder like yeah. we do. <laughs> well, they're not working harder. We get, we, we get a great, yeah. Um, so, no, but I think there's, there's a balance there and yeah. you know, like, well, what are you working so hard? Eventually it's for something and that, you know, spending time with your loved ones is what you're working for. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to work yourself to death, they think we're nuts. Yeah, working yourself in like two weeks of vacation a year—that's insane. What yeah. are you, they look at us like, "What are you, you going to see in two weeks?" And you're like, you're right. Yeah, nothing. We're not going to see anything in two weeks. There's a reason why I work for myself now. It's I didn't want someone telling me when I could take my vacation. Right. You know, it's the worst thing in the world when you're told by your boss, "Oh, you can't take your vacation mm. this year. We're just too busy." So okay, so you you get out of school, so you've traveled a little bit. Yeah. How do you get hired at the Travel Channel? Well, I actually was hired at Discovery Networks through Science Channel first. Okay. And I worked on Science Channel. In Wisconsin? or So you graduate Wisconsin. Uh, okay, so go back. Uh, Wisconsin, born and raised, went to university, graduated, worked at Wisconsin Public Television while I was going to school there. Ah, and was in the in journalism Madison. program. Mm-hmm. Well, I went from Wisconsin Public Television, and I actually worked in a lot of sports and sports production and um, some of the TV shows. Uh, like Weekend was a news and public affairs show worked on there and Sewing with Nancy. and Sewing with Nancy. <laughs> that's, oh, that's fantastic. Memories. Sewing with Nancy. Oh, oh that's a riveting TV. <laughs> and I went from uh, working in production to uh, my last year there, I ended up finding out there was this whole um, department called promotions. So I ended up um, working in the promotions department while I was still going to school, which led me to working at Denver at Stars Movie Networks, where uh, I hadn't actually planned to live in Denver. I was thinking California, sunshine. Sure. But I was like, well, Denver's halfway there. I'll get there eventually. Denver's lovely. Yeah. It's dry. That's I, the only, it's very dry. It is. Uh, you need a lot of water and chapstick. moisturizer. A lot of yes. chapstick. <laughs> I always so, tell people that. What should I bring for Denver? Lots of chapstick. Lots of lots of it. Well, I loved it so much that I only planned to stay there a couple of years, and I was there seven years, and um, still get back there frequently. Any I, international travel in these years? Did you get away after that big Italy jaunt? Yes. So, actually, funny, I'm going to tell you a story about Italy. Another thing that I learned about Italy is I actually broke my toe when I was in Italy. We were supposed to go to Venice, um, actually, we were supposed to go to Florence that day. And um, early in the morning, I got up to use the restroom and didn't have my glasses on and was blind as a bat and somehow stubbed my toe and broke my toe and ended up having to go to the hospital instead of going to Florence that day. And at that time, there was um, my friend who brought me, who actually was a professor of English, 
he uh, basically <laughs> got separated from me because it was a male and female ward in the hospital. So I had to go in by myself into the hospital. Into the female ward? Into the female ward. And the doctor who was supposed to speak English didn't speak that much English. And my Spanish was pretty good, but it didn't translate very well for medical terms in Italian. Gotcha. So we had a failure to communicate. So I actually went back and stu- after I did study five years of Spanish, but I studied two semesters while I was still in college of Italian <laughs> and swore I was going to get back there again. And, it, you know, I actually was at one point semi-fluent in Italian, but it took me 20 years and I finally went back to Italy. Uh, and I've been there three times since that 20 year trip to finally get back there. But my whole goal was to 20 years ago to go to Florence, see the statue of David and drink a glass of Chianti in the piazza. And you did that 20 years later, (laughs) but your, your foot was fixed, right? And uh, how much translation do you need? You just point your foot and it's, and your toes going sideways. I think they could get it right. Put it under the x-ray. It's busted. They send you out. And did you also learn then their healthcare is way yeah. better. And than what ours. do they charge you? Two dollars? If uh, it was basically like free. thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. But they said it would have been free if I was an Italian citizen. Yep. But because I was not Italian citizen, I was charged thirty dollars for the visit, the X-rays, and in America, the whole five thousand dollars. So you can see why retiring in Europe is looking really appealing. Yeah, that's right another eye opener <laughs> when you go and like, oh yeah, we don't have to live that way. Uh, okay, so uh, you go to Denver. You work there. Then to D.C. Then to D.C. for Discovery. Discovery. That's where they are. Mm-hmm. And I worked at Science Channel, TLC, HG Theater, and Travel. For someone like you, Travel Channel must have felt like, this is it. This yeah. is my This is my dream this gig. Is, yeah. This, that was my zone. But then they sold it to, um, to Scripps. Scripps. Yes. My old actually, employers. To, yes. Actually, but actually, they actually sold it to Cox, and then Cox sold to Scripps. So I was still working on the rebrand for HG Theater at the time, so they had to keep keep me... Uh, working under the Discovery family. Gotcha. So I missed moving over and working on travel, but I still get to work with them as as a vendor occasionally, which is fantastic. So okay. still in the realm. And now I'm getting into creating travel content because, again, why not when you love what you do? So we're going from creating smaller promotional pieces, marketing and promos, to branded content, which is longer form shows. So we're integrating with brands and content and storytelling together. Okay. So, and a lot of the content we're developing is travel related, which surprise, surprise, that. because I'm, it's my passion. Hey, you wouldn't happen to need any travel hosts, would you? Always, always, always. Mm, interesting. <laughs> so, okay, of all, uh, tell me about the recent trips you took. You just came back from somewhere. Yes, I was just in, um, I was in Berlin for some work meetings and then went to Amsterdam uh, for a conference and then did a little side jaunt to Istanbul. And then went to go stay in Rome at a friend. I have a good friend who lives in Rome. So stayed there and a little also side jaunt to Sorrento. Lovely. How was the uh, blonde lady uh, received in Istanbul? Well, actually, (laughs) I thought it was going to... Because I went to Egypt not quite 20 years ago when I was in... uh, I'm not going to date myself. But yes, when I was younger. When you were a child. Yes, when I was a a baby. Right. And uh, I actually was surprised because I thought in Egypt I would be out at the temples... And people would come up to me thinking, oh, with their camera. And I was thinking they wanted me to take their picture for them. No, nope. they wanted my picture. Right. Which I thought was really strange. So I was like, I felt like a movie star when I was in yeah. Egypt. Go so to I, India. You'll be a big hit. Oh, wow. Well, that's in, on my in list Viet, still. In Vietnam, people were coming around me asking you to take photos. And I was like, well, do you, 
okay. And then all of a sudden, one person came up and asked me in a park in Hanoi, and say, hey, can we have a photo? I'm like, okay. And then next thing you know, all when people saw I was cool with it, they kept asking me to take photos with me. Are you sure they just didn't recognize how famous yeah, you were? Yeah, they have basic cable there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they're big fans of uh, HGTV. Uh, no, they, they just, I, I didn't get, they just wanted to take a photo with a big white guy, I guess. And no, I've been in like India and throughout Asia. Uh, when I was in India in our tour, we had some blonde women from Australia and people would just kind of touch their hair and um, yeah. ask to hold their babies and take a photo. It's like, she's not a witch. It's just like, <laughs> and these guys always wanted photos. It was really weird. It's like, what are you going to do with these photos? Yeah, I got that. And also Weird people stairs. who wanted to uh, buy me with some 100 camels, which Ooh, I heard was a good price. That's a, 100 is yeah. a lot of camels. Yeah, I heard it was a good price. So oh. <laughs> it was actually... You might have thought about it there for a second. <laughs> I was actually with... Um, I was in the Egyptian Study Society when I was in Denver. Surprise, surprise, because I'm a little bit of a dork. But I love, I love, I love studying about history and cultures. Nerd! And... <laughs> no, okay. So it was me in my 20s with... Um, with a bunch of retired people basically traveling and going to Egypt and uh, with our Egyptology group. And uh, no, it was an amazing experience though. I actually, I can tell you some stories too because I'm afraid of heights. And, okay. And even I, because there were 70 year old ladies going up and doing these things and crawling through these tomb spaces, I was like, oh my gosh, if they can do it, yeah. I can do it. I cannot, I got to get past it. It's like when I did a marathon, and there's like you've been training and training, training. It's like I hope I can get through it, and then some old, like again, some seventy year old is lining up there. I was like, well, hell, if they're gonna do it, uh, yeah. I can't back out now. Yeah, I had to save face and be like, all right, pretend I'm not afraid of heights because I'm going in that pyramid. I'm here. <laughs> I still haven't been to Egypt. Did you like it? I loved it. It was fantastic. I was there for almost a month, and we traveled a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. Traveled all around. So you, you did the whole Nile cruise and that whole we thing? We did. That was part of the experience. We went wow. into Cairo first. Okay. And did the whole Cairo pyramids. just seems overwhelming. It's huge. It's it is huge. By the way, the pyramids are not out like in the desert far away. They're in like the middle of Cairo. Oh, really? Yeah, it's in the city. So oh. everyone, you think it's like... Because like, they're never in the photos. Right. Like, did they crop out the... Yeah, they crop all that out. They crop out the, the city skyline? Yeah, pretty much. But uh, no, it was a fantastic experience. And the people, at that time... It was um, after 9-11 had happened. Oh, it was. Okay. But everyone was very friendly. And, um, you know, people were a little worried about me going on this trip. But I, everything was very safe. We, had, we did have armed guards with us, which is an right. interesting thing to experience when you're traveling, to have armed guards with you everywhere you go. Yeah. But uh, it also helped us feel safer, sure. too. So That's fine. It's post 9-11, but pre-Arab Spring. Yes. Did you get sick? Everybody gets a lot of people get sick in Egypt. I, that's that's very I common. I did at the very end on the Nile cruise because the cruise is where they said you could eat eat what you wanted, uh, and that's where you got careless. Yeah, I got I got it basically. I, I, <laughs> you got it. I got <laughs> I got it on the water. I got the Pharaoh's revenge. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, but no, it was fantastic. I actually Aswan was one of the most beautiful places I've been, and we did lots of different cities along the way to get okay. to Aswan. So for people who have never taken a, uh, like me, have never, I've never gone to see the temples, what do you recommend? If I have five days, can I do it? Or three days, four days? How long does it take to see the pyramids, the sphinx and everything? Oh, that you can do in a day. Oh, you can knock sure. that out. Yeah, they're all together. But I'm only yep. getting a slice of Egypt, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be insanely touristy and bus loads of tourists. Yes, and now. you have to have 
a lot of cash just to walk through any doorway, especially if you want to go to the best restroom, you have to tip people. Oh, really? <laughs> to go how in about, and out of the restroom. How about the people coming up to you hustling, trying to sell you crap? Oh, they're and, always trying to sell yeah, you stuff. Yeah. 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 That's tough. I mean, you can't go wrong. I've, I've never been to, um, to, there's supposed to be amazing scuba diving in Egypt. Oh, yeah, Sharm El Sheikh. Yeah, Sharm El Sheikh. I've never been. I want to give Egypt its due. It seems like someone you want to go with people. I don't want to hang there alone. Yeah, I found I, in, in yeah. countries like that. Um, Buddy systems were good. Well, it's just, it gets kind of lonely. It's not like a pub culture where I can go to like and just no. hang out and meet a bunch of people and just talk. No, it's just, uh, and, and Muslim countries in particular, I mean, they're cafe culture, but they uh, there is a language barrier. And it's, you know, people don't, it's not a party place, you know, and I'm older, you know, so I'm, I'm not hanging out in hostels. So it's harder to meet people. It really is. So I'd rather go with at least one person. Yeah. I know it'd be, it'd be a lot more fun. Yeah. Well, I the interesting think. thing is that people, yeah, and what, I don't know if anything has changed from when I was there, but they don't drink in Egypt. Yeah. So I, and I actually would do the head, a head wrap and be covered oh, you completely. Did. Okay when I was in Egypt, because I was getting so much attention with my yeah, blonde no, hair that I just had, at a certain point... You go full burqa, you might have to... <laughs> at a certain point, I had to just cover up, just in order for our group to get anywhere. Right. I'd want to cover would, up just to not be hassled, it's, you know, people trying to sell me crap every five feet. You know? Well, even as a girl, they made me, my group made me wear like a fake wedding ring. Yeah. Because I would get... Where sick. is your husband? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had to wear like a fake wedding ring just to not get hassled so much at that time. But cut to going to Istanbul, I was maybe mentally thinking it was going to be a little bit more like that experience. So I brought a headscarf thinking I was going to have my yeah. head wrapped. Turkey's a, a yeah, it's kind of Muslim light. <laughs> it's really, they're pretty westernized in terms of, it's, a party it's still Muslim, but they're, yo, there's a it's party. It's a party city in yeah. Istanbul. People are partying until, we were like the old fuddy-duddies in the hotel at four in the morning oh, yeah. trying to be oh, like. Oh, there's nightclubs. And <laughs> did you go up to that, is that area, it's up in the mountain. There's like a lot of bars and um, it's up in a hill. I no. I'll never remember the name Oh, wait, of it. yeah, there's like, I forgot the name of that area. It's like a shopping and Yeah, it's very walkable yeah. mm-hmm. kind of thing. And there's people eat like outdoor cafes and restaurants and yes. people partying out I'll yes, try. I forgot the name of that area. Yeah, but there's it, a ton of nightclubs mm-hmm. and things like that. Yes. Did you take a little boat down the Bosphorus? We didn't a, take any boats. Okay. We were only there for a couple of days. So we did a walking tour and saw the Hagia Sophia and oh, the, of Blue course, the Blue Mosque. Did you go to the catacombs, the, um, the cistern underneath the city that no, I told you to see? I didn't have a chance to go to that because our tour guide didn't take us there. That's really cool. But I did buy some Turkish rugs. Did you go to the bazaar? I went to the bazaar. They got you on a rug, huh? Did you give the apple tea and make you sit down and they make a presentation? I, I mean, after they serve you <laughs> apple tea, how can you say no? They got you. They got you. <laughs> so, okay, did you haggle properly? I did haggle. Okay. I got a really good deal. Did, where did he start and where did you... I'm not going to tell you. Was this you, in U.S. dollars or was it in... We, we we were doing it in dollars, yes. Okay. Because I don't I wouldn't know how to translate well, okay. through their Turkish. I'm going to do... You know. I'm going to, okay, I'll be him, and we're going to reenact You know what? It. Actually, it's the My fl- friend. Oh, you are so beautiful. For you, special price, uh, $200. <laughs> and what did you say? That is just too expensive. I can't afford that. That's above my pay Oh, grade. this is the, the finest rug I've ever seen. This is, this, you will not get this anywhere in the United States. Please, 200 is the best price I can give. It's absolutely beautiful, but I can't afford it. Oh, but this is fine. This is Turkish. This is actual Turkish rug. <laughs> and this goes on for 
20 minutes. It was two hours. No. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> My friend. Well, literally, you have to get up and walk away, right? You have to you have to walk out, and then they'll chase you down the street. Well, my friend who was with me, she she was the one who finally like put this ridiculous offer in because I like both of these rugs. I'm like, which one do you like? And I said, well, they're both too expensive for me. And she's like, well, if you give her this price for both of them. Oh, your friend stepped in. She stepped in because I think she wanted to get the heck out of yeah, Dodge and start to see more of the city. So uh, I was like, because I was ready to walk away. and then she You was, have to walk away. Yeah. And that's the whole dance. And I hate the dance. I'm not a haggler. I'm, I'm very bad at it. But I'm not I, a good business person. I ended up... You got a deal. Two rugs with a great deal. And my friend was the one who, like, when she, she, she said that price, I was like, oh, that is a good deal. I should take uh, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> This is why I have an agent. Yeah, yes. This is why I have agents. Yes. So I had an agent for my rug buying. How big are these rugs? Um, one of them is actually pretty big. Um, yeah, it's so it would cover your your living room right here. So it's a, it's a and I have one. a massive living room. <laughs> for people who can't see, this is you know, an audio podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm in I'm my mansion here. I yeah, because exactly, yeah. it's huge. It's huge. So it was actually fairly decent sized rugs. Well, so. a lot of the rugs are. Yeah. I mean, they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They are beautiful. See, this is my rug. This is this is what I call wall to wall. It's very American, <laughs> my friend. This is wall to wall for you. Great price for you. Great price. It come with apartment. Very good. Very good. They come with the apartment. With apple tea. With apple tea, and I'm giving you wine for crying out loud. This is one of my big sale. I'll sell you this carpet that we're <laughs> sitting on right now. So, so okay, you did you haggle you did the haggle bit. So you did we went full on Turkish. Did you have the uh, did you do the hookah the shish shish? Not on shisha? this not on this trip in Egypt. I did the hookah. Okay, you did. Yeah, but not in Istanbul. Um, All right. You know what was interesting? I think I told you about this earlier. Uh, when I was there, I had no idea it was the hair transplant capital of the world. This is you sent me. No, this is an e- text you sent me. Yes. Uh, I didn't know anything about this either, but tell the people. I was what, like, how come you didn't tell me about this in Eastern? Because I didn't know. But apparently, <laughs> okay, for people. So she sends me this test and she goes, what's with all the hair plugs? And so there's, a, there's like middle-aged men walking around everywhere with like. Post-surgery. Like so still, scabs and yeah, still bandages with, on their head. Scabs, bandages. Just came out of post-op surgery, walking around doing touristy things yes. in Istanbul. And, and there's a lot of kind of medical tourism is a big thing around the world. And apparently Turkey has taken it upon themselves to be the hair transplant capital yes. of the world. So you've, what would cost you got $10,000 here, you could get done for $500 um, in Istanbul. It's got to be an amazing like price. Because I saw not just a few people, I saw thousands See, of I didn't men. notice that when I was there just... <sighs> I don't know, five, six years ago. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it's just Maybe it's a new thing, then. yeah. Word gets around fast. Every single that place must have been we bizarre. went. It was bizarre to see that at the bazaar. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's bizarre. Oh, that good, good one. Bazaar at the bazaar. My friend, for your head, $500. Yeah, it was crazy. Best price. I mean, thousands. And you would see groups of them just t- out, like hanging out, touring around the city. Right. Even in the female dress shops, they would be there really? hanging out, you know. And I would turn around thinking I'm looking at buying, you know, something. And I'm turning around and I'm like, right there. Yeah, with a, guy a bandage with his head. Bandage head. Oh. It, it was actually 
a little gross at a certain point yeah. because you're just you're like I need a break from this. <laughs> There's too so many funny. everywhere. <laughs> God, that must be a new thing because I would have noticed that. That's hilarious. Yeah, they are yeah. the rug capital of the world. Wow. Hey, ladies and Ba-dum-bum. gentlemen, all week. I love it. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and then so I went from Istanbul back to Rome, and okay. that's where I did some other great shopping. I, I you know. Istanbul set me up for my haggling, so I got a really great deal on some Italian shoes, which is fantastic. And uh, good yeah. leather, a lot of good leather in Italy. Oh, Florence yeah. has, you know, did you go to the markets there, or did you skip it back when you busted your toe? Well, yeah, twenty years later. You haven't I, been back. Uh, I went back last oh, okay. year finally and went to Florence, and I did like a, a day tour because I was there for a conference in Rome, but I did a little day jaunt. Right. To Florence. So I didn't have time to go shopping, but I did some window shopping and my mind thought I need to go back and go shopping in Florence because it's so fashionable. So did you haggle for your shoes in Rome at a, at a, uh, at a, just a regular store or did, well, were you at a market or some kind of? No, I was at a regular store. Okay. And still, see, I'm not a shoe person, but can women, you can haggle for shoes? You can. There's a, there's a different. Yeah, you I can learned. Get discounts. I had a friend who taught me that you could. He told me you could haggle for anything, like furniture, mattresses. No matter what he did, he's like, "Hey, see that? I got that for half the price." I was like, "How did you do that?" And it's something innocuous like a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came back. There's a whole art to well, it. Like I have two Turkish rugs now because yes. I did. My friend actually, and they were going to the ship haggle. them. You didn't. You didn't take they're them back shipping, to yeah, the airport. Yeah, they're shipping okay. them. Yeah, they're shipping them. And uh, so, so they haven't I, arrived yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Let's just hope. I'm knocking. <laughs> Knock on wood. I'm Knock knocking the wood. wood right there. They seem legit. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, oh. that's what credit cards are for. Okay. You get reimbursed I if something goes arrive. sideways. I really hope these things arrive. So tell me about getting robbed. I heard you got robbed. <laughs> well, you know, travel isn't always fun and games. Sometimes there are a few it's you know, not? snafus that happen along the way. Uh, actually, when I was in Ireland, um, I was on a bus going um, from Cork to Galway, and I was, and it was a long bus ride, so I might have taken my camera out to look at some pictures that I had taken. Back when we you know, had cameras, because you know, now we do everything on our phone. Okay. This is back when we had digital cameras. It's not that far away. So but, it was a little point-and-shoot camera. Yeah. So I was looking at some pictures to see kind of what my gems were. An older gentleman who is a gypsy sitting behind me, and he distracted me um, by touching my boobs, which I was kind of just weirded out more that this guy was trying to touch my boobs, but I didn't realize it was distracting me to actually steal my camera. When you say he's trying to touch your boobs. And he was sitting behind me, so he reached behind he the reached seat behind and, and grabbed tried my boobs. He reached behind to do a, a yeah, reach around. Basically. a reach around. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, to touch my boobs, which, you know, not that there's that much to touch, but... <laughs> uh, what country are we in here? I was in Ireland, but apparently I was entering into a place that had, you know, a little bit more... A little shady. A little shady. Okay. So, so he's distracting you. Right. But the worst part is, it's a camera. I don't care about the camera, but I actually tried to call and get that camera back forever and was trying to see if they it would show up at all. At first, I was like, did I lose it or, you know, some where did it happen? But we realized I actually that was like a ploy from him touching my boobs to, to steal my camera. And so I'm trying to picture the scene. So you're I'm sitting in front of Where was your camera? At this, in your front pocket? In your hanging around your neck? Was it 
I had looked at it, so you probably saw me looking at it, and then I put it on the top of my uh, like my, my bag, my purse ah, bag. There you and go. I thought I had closed the old it bait back. and switch. Yeah, I thought I had closed my bag, but apparently, mm. or maybe I. Did. I mean, he was fast, so I didn't know. Oh yeah, well you're lucky that it was just that and not like your wallet or something like that. Yeah, yes, but I was heartbroken because Poor. all your I photos looked, are on it. All my photos are on it, not just from that trip, but I'd actually taken my dad to Norway oh. and Oslo. To see our family, old family farmstead, and see like ancestral jaunt to see some things from our ancestors, and um, I hadn't backed up. I learned a very important lesson about backing uh, up your photos. This yeah. is before the cloud, yeah. so I did not back up my photos from that trip, and they were lost and gone forever from the gypsy man who oh. touched my boobs. And by the way, I wasn't even supposed to be on that bus. I was never meant to be on that bus, but then I ended up on that bus. It was just kind of a travel snafu that made me be on that, that bus. That sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I did not have good luck when I kissed the Blarney Stone because it happened right after that. Right after? Bad luck, yeah. I know. And they tell you all the stuff they, they say about the Blarney Stone? Yes, how uh, people so, pee on it. Yeah. People come from around the world to kiss it, and then the locals pee on it. Well, they, I saw them wipe it off with cleaner oh, each time. Oh, that was nice of them. Yes. yes. But I've actually kissed the Blarney Stone twice. Twice? I've been, to, I've been to Ireland a couple of times, and I've somehow been to the One. Blarney Castle twice. Oh, I, I did it with my... Uh, the first time I did it was by myself when right. I was doing like a solo travel trying to catch up with my friends, and that was the time where I got robbed. The second time was a better experience, and uh, I was with my dad and my Uncle Mike and uh, my sister and her husband and my two nieces. You know, a girl afraid of heights went up to the Blarney you know, castle. The Blarney kissed, Castle, yes, yeah, you got to walk over. along the I mean, ledge and, and bend you, yeah, over. Yeah, it's really, it's kind of scary, actually. It's kind of terrifying. They have spotters there, though. They yeah, help you out. they do, but it is a little terrifying when you're sure. afraid of heights, but so that beer was really good mm-hmm. after that, which kind of reminds me of another story really oh, quick I'm going to tell you. Where sure. I was in Costa Rica, again, being afraid of heights. Sometimes you just got to, you know, you get zip past lining? it. I went zip lining. Okay. We're in Monteverde or, or that area or the... Or the volcano. We're like down, yeah, the, yeah, near the, the volcano. Arenal near volcano. Arenal. Near sure. Arenal, we were at. And I was with my friend Eileen, and I'd only been ziplining once before in my life, and it was when I was on a shoot in Argentina. And it was basically because we had to get from one side of the jungle to the other side quickly, so it was just one zipline. Yeah. So in my mind, I was thinking, if you go ziplining, you just do one line, and you're done. One and done. Oh, no, this is a whole trail. You yeah. get a... Oh, many, yeah. many zip lines. It was like one of the world's largest zip lines <laughs> ever. And so once you get, you can't, once you go up, you can't like go back. Like well, you're up that ladder. There's no backs right. and downies. You're but like, did you you're all, in. always you're have in. a height thing or was this a you know, later in life thing? Because I never ha- had a height thing growing up. And then you get a little older and you're like, I went rock climbing. And then all of a sudden I got a height thing. I went hang gliding. Hang gliding is what really did it. I think I've always had it. Oh, really? But I might have, like, you know, I had older brothers that might have accidentally pushed me down the stairs they a few times. And <laughs> We're known for that kind of fun. But you made it through the, the zip line. You got through it. I got through and, again, had a nice beer afterwards because, you know what? Sometimes you just you got right. to forgo the gluten and have the beer because I survived and I'm alive and I made it through 18,000 miles of zip lining. Mm-hmm. How long were you in Costa Rica? Couple weeks. A lot of uh, yoga retreats down there. Yes, there are. 
Yeah. And actually, ironically, I was down, I forgot the name of the beach we were at. Um, after we went to R&R, we went down to a coastal area. I okay. want to say Pebble Beach or something like that, but I could be wrong. Something that seems... Well, more- I, was in Nos- I was in the Nosara Peninsula, but there's Hako, there's Tamarindo, there's all those little towns down there on the Pacific side. Yes. So I think near those Aka area, right? So Hako. 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 Yeah. Something. Yeah. Anyway, so long story short, I'm wandering down this little restaurant shopping street, and I, I wander into a bar, and I'm like kind of feel like I'm in Wisconsin right now. I wander around. There's a guy who actually, I see all these Packer signs, Harley signs, oh Brewer signs. I'm like, this feels like I've Somebody, just entered into the twilight Wisconsin. I moved down there and opened a bar, huh? Yes. So I ended up meeting the guy who- You found the, the one guy yeah. from Wisconsin who owns a bar. Yes, in Costa Rica. Yes. You and your Packers. Yes. Good Packer fan, you know. Oh, as a Bears fan, you know, I'd have to- fighting um, words. Oh. <laughs> We'd have trouble going down there. Total side note. So ironically, the girl who has a gluten allergy, my ancestors on my mom's side of the family, Knips, we actually had a brewery. My great-grandfather owned Knips Brewery. You are officially the most Wisconsin person I've ever met. Yeah, so it was Knips Beer. You had a brewery as well. And a pizza place, Knips Pizza. Can you find the recipe anywhere? For the beer and the pizza, we have a secret family recipe (gasps) that is is held. Yes, it's in a vault and... uh, even I'm not privy to it. It's You've so, been, so, so secret. Will they let you? Will they let you make it? Would they give you the recipe if you my make uncle, it at home? My uncle actually made it for us because the and? pizza place is closed now. So and how they, was but it? But he made it for us. Actually, he had to sign a whole thing that he <laughs> when they sold the restaurant that he couldn't like share the recipe for many years. But he wow. finally shared it with us, and um, it was freaking fantastic. What it was is amazing. The, is the secret in the sauce? Right. It's the sauce, right? It's the sauce and the cheese. The cheese is a diff- specific get- specific kind of Wisconsin cheese, right? Like a local vendor or something. Right, but I'm not allowed to say that. Well, no, of But course. I will say, I'll give one secret, oregano. Well, that's not a secret in, a, no, in Italian cooking. No, but I mean I got a secret for a you. A lot of people- Garlic. Don't put, but a lot of people don't put oregano in their pizza sauce, believe oh, it or not. They, really? Yeah, so it's kind of like, that's the, the kicker. So any other stories of being robbed or uh, any police encounters- any creepy dude encounters that have been asked out and um, picked the country? <laughs> I have had some uh, travel romances. Foreign dates. Okay. How's dating different in another country? Well, it depends which country. Well, obviously, but, but I mean, you're not being traded for camels. <laughs> I was guy. almost traded for camels. I know, but... It almost happened. What about some guy in... Uh, Paris with some uh, Rome, Asian man. I, I do not discriminate. On I know my, you don't. I know you don't. I've been pretty lucky, but I have had some really great love experiences, which I think is more in the fact of, um, you know, really getting to know someone because you're being more open to when you're traveling. Sometimes you're more awake in your life no, but, and you're more open energetically. So you're, well, you're living in the ex- moment. Yeah, you're more present. Sometimes sure. we are in our daily routine. We're not present. But we're also not bogged down with a lot of work uh, distractions. And exactly. Things. So I think when you're traveling, you're you're just you're energetically a little bit more open. So I've sure. actually had long distance relationships that have come out of travel, and uh, were wonderful experiences. And I'm really glad glad to have those. And now, do you stay in touch, or is yeah, it, still like, friends. Mostly? I'm All still right. I'm still friends with everyone I've ever dated. So basically, it's just having great friends and wonderful people to know throughout the world. And, and to experience a culture and a place, and again, from a different point of view, where you actually get to understand it a little bit more. So, 
Right. I, but I would say like from the other point of view, like as an American woman traveling, like sometimes men perceive and think you are easy and you course, aren't. Yeah. So it's that other thing of like, hey, I'm just being nice and having a conversation. I didn't need you to right. uh, put your hand on my arse. <laughs> gotcha. Or give me a reach around while you steal my camera. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wisconsin gives one place for people if they're going to visit that maybe is not served well by tourists, but they should definitely see. Well, Everybody think, knows Milwaukee and Madison, but where else do you think would be a good place? Yeah, well, every, I think, well, the Dells, everyone, the real tourists Wisconsin, the go to Wisconsin Dells, Dells sure. and they'll ride the duck ride yeah. and go look at the cliffs, um, which I think Wisconsin Dells is just an interesting place in general, which is kind of, a, you should go there once It is old life. school uh, <laughs> tourism. tourism. Yeah. yeah, it's old school tourism. It's like the Midwest version of the Catskills, if I could describe it to East Coast people. Yes. Um, You asked me another question about where I would recommend it in Wisconsin. I would say, actually, the area I grew up in, even though... um, What about up north where the cabins are? Yeah, I'll say both. Anywhere on the lake is great. You can go canoeing and kayaking and... Fishing. Fishing, all of those things. uh, It is beautiful up there. Yeah, there's so many lakes in Wisconsin that you just throw a stone, you're going to be near a lake. Bring insect repellent. The mosquitoes could... I could do without. Oh, man. I could do without. I remember that from summer camp. Yeah, and you need a screen. That's the interesting thing when I'm back, especially at the cabin up north, if you're... have. You'll look and you'll have the lights on. You may be watching TV, you know, as a family before we go to bed. And we'll look at the windows. They are head to toe covered bugs. in bugs. Oh, yeah. Head to toe. There's no, like, empty space. It's head to toe bugs. No, we live, uh, you know, in the tents at, in uh, summer camp, especially at night. It's, you didn't leave. If you had exposed skin, it better be covered or else, you, yeah, you were done. Was, yeah. You were going to eat alive. Yeah. And somebody would leave the tent and, like... The screen, zip it, zip it up, zip yes, it up. Zip the, it lights, up. the lights on. If the lights on, you're gonna get twice as many bugs coming in. Oh, it was a nightmare. But yeah, there's a lot peaceful, of great, yeah, beautiful, beautiful place. There's we used lo- to drink out of the lake. Yeah, we used to do that. Did you ever go Chunky Duncan? What is that? <laughs> My aunt Rosie, the one who taught me about the world, she taught me also about Chunky Duncan, which is skinny dipping. Chunky Duncan. But we call it Chunky Duncan instead of skinny dipping. Is that because the people are chunkier up there? Well, have you been to Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why I asked. Chunky Duncan. God, that's so Wisconsin. That's uh, great. But it's awesome. So you have not lived until you've been Chunky, Chunky Duncan. Duncan. Oh, cripes. We're going to go Chunky Duncan. We're bringing a case just for the two of us. <laughs> then we're going out on a boat. And then we're going to do some fishing, catch some walleye. Uh, oh, that's good stuff. We really we go do to the talk fish fry. Like that. Oh, it's so I miss it at times. It, it was mm. a good place to grow up, even though sure. um, I felt it was a little sheltered at times, and I felt there was a whole world out there to see. I'm really uh, glad that I grew up there. It was really good people, really good values, and it was really wholesome. Could you live there again? You think? Never say never. Maybe I go back there a lot. I still have family. I know you do, yeah. But. So I have ten nieces and nephews and four brothers and sisters. So and lots of cousins and aunts and uncles. So I go back quite often. Oh, you're gonna be crazy, Aunt Diana, who lives in the cabin up there. Oh, cripes! We're gonna go see crazy Aunt Diana. She's gonna have beer for us and tell us about Italy and getting, you know, a gypsy feeling her up. It's gonna be great. She's gonna give us. 
liquor at you know, 12 years old. It'd be great. I know. Isn't that funny? Like when you're asking what, how old uh, you There were, are worse ways to retire. Yeah, there are worse ways to retire. When you were saying, what was that, how old were you when you had your first drink at a restaurant? I was like, uh, I can't remember because we just always <laughs> Maybe could. I could reach the top <laughs> of the bar. Yeah. It's like Europe. It's German style. Yeah. yeah, it's like Europe. We just always could. But I think it's better uh, than to shelter them from it because the ones that are sheltered from it are those there's the ones that go overboard and go nuts usually that would be my advice actually because we i always if i wanted to have that drink i could have it with my parents so when i i was like an, a saint when my freshman year of college because everyone else was out like drinking because they were going off the rails because like oh we couldn't drink right. and now we finally can and i was like i can drink anytime i want but i was such a rule follower in my mind i was like i wouldn't want to you know disappoint my parents <laughs> So I did not drink at all my freshman year. What? Okay, I wait mean, a minute. I mean, outside college, of my parents. Yeah, I, w- I would You didn't drink parents. as a freshman at Madison. Okay, we might have had one wine In the biggest party place. <laughs> oh, please. In Madison, Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, giant school, huge party place. I was still good my freshman year. Oh, I could, if I could drink anytime lame. I wanted. But I might have had a wine cooler, too. Nerd. Sophomore year is another story. Oh, but my freshman goodness. year, I was on wow. this behavior. But again, it's because I grew up being able to have it whenever I wanted. So it wasn't like but I... But you didn't. No, I would with my parents. <laughs> I just not, not outside of that. I, actually, I would have my Brandy Alexanders and wine with my parents that whole freshman year. You know what? They kicked you out of Wisconsin. <laughs> you didn't leave on your own. It's like, you don't drink enough. Get out. You're that gone. is true. You're gone. I, I, I don't have the, you don't have the, gene. the heavyweight belt like no. a lot of my friends do. Yeah. That skipped a generation. But that being said, you're, you're thinner than all of them. So that's good. <laughs> You'll outlive all of them. It's all that yoga. Yeah, that's what it is. It's all that full yoga. California. What else is on your bucket list? Where are you dream places you want to go? Gosh, I have not been to Japan yet. So that's really? on my list. Because you went to Hong Kong and saw our friends. Yes. You didn't go the back through Japan. No, I, w- well, I went to Hong Kong. I've been to Hong Kong a few times. Which is great. When I went to Thailand yeah. and, Com- and Cambodia. And I, for some, but you know, I do have to work a little bit here. I know you have a business to run. (laughs) That whole thing, so I didn't have time to do Japan at that time, which is actually, you know, when you're in Asia, it's actually not that far from Australia either. I could have done a huge two, three for right there. I know, but the good thing about being, you know, LA is inconvenient for most of the world, except for the Pacific Rim, and for Japan, it's actually kind of we have an advantage. Yes. It's a, it's a, our only advantages are the Pacific Rim and Hawaii. Which everywhere else is a pain in the ass. Which also I have not been to Hawaii. You're kidding me. <laughs> really? Really? And Six hours. Get on a flight. You can get I a good deal. It. You could do it in a weekend. I just thought it would always be there. So I guess I just I guess it to, is always gonna yeah, be there. So but. I'm doing all these other things. Like my next trip is Portugal. I just booked that last night. You're gonna love it. Good wine. You like your wine. And port as well, so I'll be in Porto. I'm not a big port fan. Really? I was there, and you know, I gave it a shot. I'm okay. I'm, I don't hate it, but it's not my first preference of, uh, and I don't do as much red wine anymore. What's well, like a dessert? It's like an after dinner. Yeah, drink, I know. know. It's, it's not something you sit around and sip. You know, it's like right. an after. But all their wine is good, and uh, you'll love it. I think I know you'll love it. If you like Italy and stuff, you'll you'll love Portugal, and it's cheaper usually. 
Well, I know when I was in Spain, you can just wander into any restaurant and order the, house, the house wine. Uh, and it's like the best glass of wine you've yes. ever had. And you probably it's paid $3. $3. Yeah. And I was saying this over and over after I went to Greece. My whole thing, because traveling alone, a half carafe. And I realized a half carafe of the house wine was usually about two and a half glasses worth, which is perfect to get you through before the meal, during the meal, after. You're in and out, you're done. Four or five dollars. And it's like, I don't know why U.S. restaurants don't do it. Probably because the house wine would come out of a box and it would be crap. But this is actually decent. Oh, it's like and the they probably make it in the backyard. Had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this is from my uncle's uh, winery. It really like, is the house yeah, wine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's their house. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's cheaper than water. It's cheaper yeah, than the water. It is cheaper than water sometimes. Oh, it's so great. That I miss. And I was like, I was such a big fan of the half carafe as a solo traveler. It's like a whole carafe would have been, I would have been knocked on my ass. But right. You can't, sometimes you just, that's Half was perfect for a yeah. meal. Perfect for a meal. And I was like, boy, we need this. We need this back. It's like a half bottle of wine. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, I only opened this bottle of wine because you were here. I mean, sure, I could drink the whole thing myself, <laughs> but I don't want to. But a half bottle? Yes. we. Should. Yeah. I always see the half bottles in the store and I was like, well, I should get what You never think of getting them, but it's perfect for a, someone who lives alone. Yeah. You want some wine because you don't want to leave it open. For- I see this is a big dilemma for you. It is. <laughs> and every Frenchman and Italian person. In- <laughs> okay. So Japan, give me your um, worst flight experience. They just lost your luggage, right? You had, that was a bad one. Norwegian Air yeah, just screwed Norwegian, you. Norwegian Air. Um, they took a week to get me my luggage. So mm. um, I had to go to a meeting. I actually flew in the night before in Berlin and had to go to a meeting the next morning and had to go in my Lululemon sweatpants because I, of course, like to travel <laughs> comfortable. Sure. So I did learn a lesson that maybe I should bring like a professional, a professional. yoga pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Oh, good thing I wore my fancy yoga pants. Well, you've done, oh, tell me about the, uh, you've done a couple of yoga retreats. Yes, I've done some yoga retreats. You went to Bali, right? No. Not Bali. You went to... Uh, Kosamui. Kosamui, Thailand. Kosamui Saw Thailand. my friend Carter, who's yes. been on the show. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. What it did you great. think of uh, Kosamui, Thailand? We- it was, we actually, well, one, it was beautiful. But you got flooded in. Two, I got Talk flooded in. Flight nightmares. Yes. Okay, tell I us got- about that. <laughs> so I saw this monsoon came through when you were about to fly home. Yeah, it was like one of the worst, like, floodings they had in, like, 30 years. And so mm. here I was with your friend Carter, bless we're his heart. We're on an island. Yes, we, after the retreat, before I was moving on to, to go to, um, to Bangkok to visit another friend who had moved from the States to live in Bangkok, um... Well, he drove me around in a giant truck through like flooding waters that were all the way up to the top of, you know, the front of mm. his truck, trying to like, find a place for us to go to lunch <laughs> that would still be open that, that wasn't flooded. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they canceled your flight, right? They, you couldn't get out of there? We couldn't get out. So I ended up uh, being stuck for multiple days afterwards. Oh. And... Um, but luckily, did you have to rebook a hotel? Yeah. Uh, well, the first night they the, the airport actually um, because they canceled the flight at the last minute. We were waiting at the airport. They actually put me up in a hotel for the first night. But then I went back to the yoga retreat center with my friend Elka, who was at the retreat as well. She was from Germany, and we didn't know each other before that retreat. But we ended up um, because we were stranded together. 
right. the, and we'd become friendly and friendly terms during the retreat. But after the retreat, we became really good friends. And now she's one of the best friends that I have. Wait, I met Elka when, yeah. when she was here visiting. Yes. 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 So we were bonded for life yeah. in uh, an airport in <laughs> Kosamui getting rain done because it's an open plan. The airport, it's not enclosed. So we were actually yes. during the rain getting You're rained just getting on. getting pounded. Pounded. Oh. Okay, so um, I know you have dietary restrictions. So for people who have the same condition, tell them your travel tips for people who are... You're gluten intolerant, right? Um, yes, gluten intolerant. Okay, so... And my first thoughts when you went to Italy, is like, oh my God, you went there and you can't have pasta. You can't. But that is not the case. So tell us your gluten-free travel tips. So... Because well, you can actually in Italy get some amazing gluten-free pasta. That's fantastic. That's actually a lot of gluten-free things you can have. My weakness happens to be croissants, which I have never oh. found a gluten-free croissant that no. tastes fantastic. So if anybody out there knows of one, please let me know because <laughs> no. I'm on the search for an amazing gluten-free croissant. But when I'm in Europe, uh, their their wheat isn't genetically modified. So I'll still have a small reaction. It's just not as bad as here. So I will, sometimes when you're traveling, you just have to go with it a little bit. But I really, like, make myself go for it for the croissants because, you know. Come on, if you're in France. YOLO. If you're in France or something, yeah. you, you're not going to have one? Yeah, YOLO. You only live once. I know, so but how does it, lay you, does it lay you out? Is it just a stomach ache or are you, like, Well, I'm not going to get graphic, day? but it, it's it's a stomach ache and it's some not other pleasant. Things. It's not it's pleasant. It's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. But does it, like, knock you out for the day or are you, like, half a day? No, I mean, it doesn't... I might get a little bit more tired. Okay. Um, and maybe some rash and bloating and... Got it. <laughs> things like that. Okay, Probably we're my done. energy level will be... Got it. ...depleted. But it's worth it. Because when I'm in Europe, it's not like if I had it here, I'd be done. But they're not so bad. I can, so in Asia, I can it shouldn't it. be a problem. I mean, do you like rice? Does rice bother you? Is rice a rice bad? Rice is no, it's not gluten free. So rice is fine. Yeah. So in Asia, you're good. Yeah. Which okay. I love Thai food. Oh, perfect. Right. So that's fantastic. It's the best. But I also love Italian food. Of course. So uh, I ate. You got numbers one and two. Yeah. And by the way, anything and everything when I was in Italy, including you have the gluten. Pizza. I, I did have some Neapolitan pizza because, again, when in Rome or yeah, in, Naples. But, right. <laughs> in Naples. Right. I haven't been to Naples. Oh, you haven't? Okay. No. But that's famous for their pizza. Yes. So I had a real Neapolitan pizza in Naples. And you went to one Naples. particular place that was known, right? Didn't you say you went to like some famous place? Supposed to have the best pizza ever. Uh, we were supposed to go to that place, but it was closed on a Sunday. Okay. Oh, so, Sunday. So note, note to travelers, sometimes places are closed on Sundays yes, in they Europe. Are. So we, we misjudged that. Um, but we found another place that was highly recommended. And I was with some locals that knew their ins and outs. So we, we did that. Okay. And it was fantastic. And I might have you know, not felt as great later, but it was worth every bite so I had. Did you learn pizza. the Italian for gluten-free pasta? What's the, how do you say that? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Sans is without. Sans, uh, Sans gluten. Nah. Gluten. Sans gluten. Yeah. <laughs> Glutino. Gluten. Glutino, I don't know, yeah. Uh, but they actually amazingly have a lot of options over there. Apparently, okay. I'm not so the they know one. what you're talking about. Yeah. It's not like they look at you like some American jerk nope. who wants, uh, you know, and I've had her way. I've had really good gluten-free pasta over there. Okay. Like fantastic, where you wouldn't even know the difference. So basically, wheat and flour is the problem. Yeah. Okay. But like egg noodles and things like that are fine. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. 
And sometimes when you're traveling, you just have to go with it. You know, yeah. you can't be so Someplace strict. you don't have a lot of options. Yeah, you don't have a lot of options. So you can't be super strict all the time. You just have right. to make an exception and, you know, have Benadryl. <laughs> right. As long as you don't have some severe allergy that's going to, like, kill you or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like I had a friend with a peanut allergy. Oh, well, that's a different story. Going through yeah. Asia is impossible because they cook everything in peanut oil. And it, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. that would be so, terrible. Yeah, yeah. or so, some people are allergic to soy. That's another horrible I'm, thing to be. I'm allergic to soy. Oh, so you can't do soy sauce in but I, Asia. But in I can, Asia. But I can do soy sauce because for whatever reason, like if I eat soy as tofu, I have a reaction. But soy sauce, the fermentation, I don't have as bad of a problem. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so little things like, and again, when you're in Asia, sometimes you just gotta go, go right. for it. Right, you gotta go for it. <laughs> I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna All have right. it. But yeah. So what so other? So you've survived. I survived. So my tip is definitely, you know, there are options out there for people who have issues, and you can go to apps, and if you're really concerned, or you can go to apps and see can ask them sometimes they'll be able to create something special for you too but sometimes you just have to cheat a little bit in that arena and go with it because sometimes you really there the english translation isn't there in some places that you're going to be at and you just have to say all right taking one for the team because the experience is part this is part of the experience for people looking for a yoga retreat tell about your experience yes um it was based out of in venice here right yes they kind of ran it yeah well actually um take yoga classes here and I have two teachers. Wait a minute, you go to yoga classes in Venice in Santa Monica? I've never heard of such a... (laughs) You must be the first person to ever... Okay, go on. So, uh, I have really great teachers but there was the two in particular that are... They're a married couple, Travis Elliott and Lauren Ekstrom. They're fantastic and... Two people thinner and better looking than all of us so I hate them already. And super nice and amazing. Uh, I hate them more now. So you can go try, you should follow them though. They have, they're fantastic. They even have like a yoga um, online platform. You can take classes from them. Interdimension Media. There okay. We go. Look at me plugging for them. Plugging other people. Okay. Right. And uh, so they actually had a retreat and I went to the one, the, my very first yoga retreat was in Thailand and then I got hooked and ended up doing the, even after getting flooded in and uh, being trapped in Koh Samui that for days on end. On your way out, getting flooded in, that could ruin your whole zen <laughs> that you've achieved for a week. Uh, we were so That could undo out. everything. Like, so how much of your day is spent doing yoga? How much is... Is there like other workouts or is there like a food part of it? No, it's like, well, the thing I love about their retreats and they're organized too through a company called Blist Yoga Retreats. They do a fantastic job and I've never been on any other yoga retreats because, and I've heard, you know, others aren't always as organized as this one, but we get up in the morning, you do your yoga, probably 6.30 or 7 in the morning, we do that class. And then the rest of the day is like a tourist day. So it's a travel experience where you're actually experiencing the culture that you're at, that you're in and having different group activities and experiences and food. And, you know, the, every day is kind of a different day. So you actually are just having great friends to travel with and tour with. And then at the end of the day, it's a restorative yoga and then maybe something. So it's not like you have to do two power yogas during the day. And then at the end of the day, maybe a dinner, something nice, another event, and then start it all over the next day. But the thing is, everyone is so nice because you're doing yoga and you're blissed yeah. out. Like even when things go wrong, everyone's just in such a great state of mind that it's an amazing right. I'm, I'm way to travel. I'm guessing a lot of angry aggro people. people aren't going on a – well, maybe they need it more. But I mean, I got to think if you're going all that wave to do yoga, you're probably into it already. 
Yes. <laughs> you know I mean? So are you allowed off the grounds or is it like one of those things that's contained? No, it's not contained. You, okay. you go so off you can the go grounds. Off and you, to you town, don't, yeah. whatever. And you can you don't have to actually do the yoga that if you want to skip a day and go do your own okay. adventure, you can do that. Is this so it's not like a whole like detox thing of like No, we drink dietary. Wine. Oh you do. Okay. <laughs> Now this is something I could get into. All no, right. we drink wine and all sorts of fun. I mean, you can do what you want if you want to have a detox experience. Okay. Was it all women? That, but no, it's small. It's both men and women. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But that's what I love is there are people who are all different, you know, from all different parts of the world and all different walks of life. Is it different levels? Because as a beginner, if I can't touch my toes, would they like throw me out? Would I be left in the cold by a lot of the? You would be completely fine as a beginner. Because really? I actually went, the first time I went, I had a shoulder injury. And I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do anything. And it was fine. You can adapt and assimilate. Just, you know, yoga is more of a state of mind than an exercise. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's great. Are you yeah. gonna do, you're going to do another one. Right. So I'm doing another one in Portugal. And that's the trip I'm going on Lovely. in a few weeks. But I, I've been on a multiple yoga retreats since so, I got hooked. I went to Thailand. I went to Iceland. I went to Cambodia. Iceland. I still haven't been. Oh, it's fantastic. It's one of the most beautiful places I have ever right. been. I heard expensive now. It's not that cheap. Right. Yeah. What time of year did you go? Uh, it was probably around April. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. wet, very wet and uh, gray and cloudy. We had some sunshine. Oh, you did have yeah. some. Yeah, okay. I mean, we had days where it was a little bit colder and other days where we had some sunshine. Did you we, swim in the Blue Lagoon and I do all did. that? I did. I did the Blue Lagoon, okay. which I highly recommend. It's like a bucket list, check off the list thing. Sure. And uh, we did uh, some glaciers as well, which was interesting because you hear the stories of how these glaciers are melting and oh, yeah. how a lot of people don't believe in climate change. But you go and see these glaciers, and I saw the same thing when I was in Alaska, how these glaciers are melting. And I'm see- seeing it every year mm-hmm. in Alaska. And, and I'm about really- to go up again, and uh, I'm afraid to see, go up to Glacier Bay and see what it looks like now. You know, I remember going last year at this, you know, one of the first ones in May, and uh, seeing the recession of how much it had gone back. And even then, I was asking the rangers, and I was like, this seems like... A lot, right? Let it recede. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we haven't seen anything like this. In- yeah, We've it's sad. I remember seeing pictures of what it's looked like throughout the years, and then you can see from the 50s to now, like how it's yeah. completely recessed back. And, you know, I don't think that's a coincidence. No. And the retreats usually last, what, one week? About a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I always do my own side jaunt once I'm sure. there, too. If so, you're going there, you yeah. might as well. I have hang. a lot of friends that live all, all over. So I've, um, some friends that live just outside of Lisbon that I'm going to visit. And, Perfect. And this know. is why you go into business for yourself. Exactly. So I can do you these make things your own schedule. And, and work remote. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So um, if people want to see the work you do, give us the website. And if people maybe are in your business, they need promos. Yes. Give, us, give, give your plugs out now. Yes. If you need some promos, some marketing, some, you know, looking for travel content series we do all of that so you can find us at dixonco.tv d-i-x-o-n-c-o.tv and you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter perfect uh as the small town wisconsin girl uh and now that you've been so many places around the world how's it changed you as a person how's it changed how you look at people and maybe look at america and the rest of the world how is it how has it affected oh, you? That's a really good question. 
Well, when you grow up in a small town, everyone's always trying to, um, you're, you're kind of supposed to be the same, you know, and if you're a little bit different, it's not as um, opening or welcoming. But when you go outside of those walls and see the rest of the world, you realize that, you know, to celebrate those, we are all alike as a basic, you know, humans, we all have the same needs, wants, and desires, but to be able to celebrate those differences and the cultures and the foods and the songs and the music, you know, to be able to celebrate that and know that it's, it's a great thing to have some differences and it's wonderful. And we can learn from those differences about each other and about the world and to be able to travel and have friends from all over the world and, um, see things through different lenses, not just my own of what I'm told the world should be like that I'm following the same line that everybody else told me it should be like. It's nice to be able to say, oh, they do things different and that's okay. And, you know, maybe we can learn some things and do some things better on, on our end too. So for me, it was more about, they're more than, you know, when it comes to even religion, you know, not to be on a hot topic, but it's okay for people to have different faiths what? and backgrounds no. and not all have to believe the same thing. And it's nah, a You better get on the other side of that wall I'm building. <laughs> so it's like, let's just accept each other and love each other and be kind and stop building walls and start building bridges because we need to make this world more united than divided and make it a better place. And it all starts with, you know, one trip, one trip at a time that opens your mind, one you know, one exposure, going to a, you know, a restaurant that serves different types of food than you're used to eating, just something that opens your mind a little bit and says there's something beyond, you know, my world and, and it's an amazing world out there and there's so much to see and do. Just get out there, do it, see it, make new friends. Don't just do the touristy thing. Get off the beaten path, you know, hang out with the locals, live like a local, you know, <laughs> experience the world. That's great. Spoken like a true yogi. <laughs> but thank you for doing this. Yeah, this it was fun. fun. Thank I'm glad you. We finally, get you get you in here to do this. Yes, I could. I could have talked about so many other places I've been and things I've done and things. Oh, now you bring it up. So now we need like a two point oh. Okay. Well, we'll save that for the next time. Diana Dixon, everybody. Yeah.